Kane. Hey, mate. How are you? Very good. Welcome to the show. Uh, so we've got a brand new guest, uh, Kane. Is it Dr. Kane? Oh, technically, yes, but um, Kando's fine. Kando. What are you a, a doctor of? I'm a chiropractor. Uh, well, I've constantly got a sore back, so if we ever meet in person. Yeah, we'll have to come up to the Central Coast. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Um, so... So Kando is the one that's put together the Turbo's Hammy Cup, which is the podcast league that uh, we often talk about on this show. So firstly, thanks for putting that together. What was the inspiration behind that? Well, it kind of started because um, Addo, uh, Adrianosaurus, contacted me about joining a league with the Supercoach Experience Boys. Um, So it was a, a cash league with them, and I kind of... We, I got into that league and I was like, oh, we've only got the podcaster guys in there so far. I've got a few contacts through social media that do podcasts, like I message Wilfred every now and then. I contact Barnsley every now and then. I'll throw the line out and see if we can get a few more podcaster guys all into one league. And everyone bought in straight away. It was amazing. So, yeah, we got all of the, oh, what we got, about nine or ten podcasts worth of contributors into the one league and yeah it's been going really well yeah it really has like i've i've enjoyed well i've enjoyed the chat i've enjoyed the like the very healthy competition it's a very strong league um and it's a kind of a nice little community as well yeah the chat's really good i enjoyed having all those boys all in one chat because you get really good information and everyone knows what they're talking about you don't get any of that excess stuff that kind of can fill in between little dribbles of good information. It's um, all good chat, all good guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, so the league's gone back to fifth, I think, um, yes. overall, which is, you know, shows how strong it is. Uh, yeah. I think I've, I've never been a part of a league that has actually been successful. So <laughs> to jump up to fifth, we were ninth last week and jumped up to fifth. That, that's a, an awesome result. I'm yeah. Stoked I'd like for us to win it, but I, I don't think it's in reach. The The top couple of leagues are a fair way ahead. I think well, maybe top three is possible, but yeah, the top couple are a fair way ahead. But even still, if we could come sort of somewhere in top five, that'd be amazing. Well, with the way the game is, you can have a couple of guys within your league that just go absolutely mental in a couple of weeks and bang, you make up a bit of that difference straight away. So yeah, we're probably a, a little bit far out from um, the top league, which is the illuminated super coaches um they're doing pretty well i'm in a discord chat with a few of those boys and they're pretty stoked to be sitting at the top we can blame wilford can't we well a little bit he's dragging the chain isn't he (laughs) he's down the bottom at the moment but he's he's ready for his run he's dead last in our um in that league with a ranking of like 16 and a half thousand. So we'll get a little nudge in our league this week because he's going to field about 13 compared to everyone else's eight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I hope so. It's about time. Exactly. Um, yeah. Right. Well, that's awesome. And speaking of Ado, um, and it's, so he does the, uh, the Adrian Asaurus Rex podcast, which is usually like sort of a Sunday night kind of the wrap up one. Yeah. Wrap up of the week. And, um, <laughs> And he's been doing this thing where he tells a story every week. 
His stories and are amazing. His story this week is phenomenal. <laughs> I encourage anyone to, to to listen to his podcast almost purely just for his story, which he I think he belts out somewhere in the middle of it. It's about like the time he did as a masseuse. I'm not going to ruin it, but it is. He tells a very good yarn. <laughs> he does tell a good story. Have you heard his other stories? I've heard the one about the possum, which was equally pretty hilarious. But I, I haven't been listening every week, so I th- I've heard there's some more. I'm going to have to go and find it. My favourite story is the the drunk walk home. Do you know which episode that's in? Like how long ago? That was the one after the possum one. Okay, so like probably a few weeks ago now. It would have been a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, right. I'll oh, have to it, go and it, dig around and find priceless. it. <laughs> Uh, so how are you going in, uh, in Supercoach? I started really well. I was sitting up there with you for quite a while. I was, I think I was about 390th after around about round eight, something like that. And then I had a few bad, bad weeks that really crumbled me. And then my first buy round, I had, a, I had 12 for the first buy round, which was okay. It wasn't a bad number. But it felt like every single player I had that week just bombed out that game and I I crashed hard. I went from, I think I was sitting about 2,000th for that buy round and finished at 5,500th. Yeah, right. So I had a massive drop there. I've been clawing my way back over those last couple of rounds. I'm now back to 2,900. So slowly, yeah, okay. slowly getting back there. I'm hoping to have around about between 11 to 12 for this week and hopefully get another little nudge in the right direction. Right. And are you, yeah, 11 to 12 is good. Is that, so you'll be trading? I, I haven't decided completely. I, I'll, I'll use at least one. Okay. Well, so that'll be, that'll get you to 11 and two will get you to 12. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And how many, how many trades you got left? I have seven left before trading this week. So I've saved three throughout the season, um, which is a lot less than I would have liked. But the way the season's gone this year, it's been really hard to not have to cover some sort of drama. Um, But yeah, I stopped kind of doing any luxury trading back around about that buy round, that first buy before that knowing that we were going to run out quickly. So I started building my final team. So I have everyone I really want. I I just need one front rower because Junior Paulo is terrible to watch and I hate watching him play. (laughs) Um, I need a fullback from Heinz, whether that's whether I go a pod going to Ponga, whether I go with everyone else doing the Heinz to Pappenhausen, whether I even go with a pod of Tedesco all to pair with um, Turbo, I'm not sure yet. It will depend what I'm feeling at the time, but I feel like there's a bit of an opportunity there to go a little bit different to everyone else. Um, so yeah, they're the only two real spots that I need to get someone in. And yeah, I've already got Harry Grant, I've got David Fafita. I did sell Cleary, but I don't think I'm going to get him back just I don't trust the shoulder injury, whether his output's going to be quite the same as what it was before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm aiming to not have to get him back, but if, if it comes so if to you, it, I'll so sell you, a gun and 
getting back. Yeah. So if you burn two trades this week, that leaves five. That leaves five, and it's then you're talking about uh, a fullback and maybe junior four. Would you do the, would junior four would be one of those trades you do this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, my original plan was a Junior Polo to a Fenua Blake or something like that. But yeah, I'm, okay. I'm even considering holding off on that and just turning Junior Polo into Haas next week. Yeah, okay. So so if you did that, yeah, you scored six. Yeah, so... If you'd have about five left for injuries. So a, a Polo to someone and a Hines to a fullback, there, there's two that are just easy lock-in trades and I've got five to kind of play around with a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I think that's that's reasonable for an overall player. Um, yeah. For head-to-head skinny, but for, for an overall player, I think that's fine. You, you know, I'm in all sorts of trouble with trades. I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you have. <laughs> I actually want to get to something that you mentioned um, just before, but I'll, I'll talk about my team. So uh, I moved into the top 50 this week, so I'm 44. Yeah, that's awesome effort. I'm stoked for you, you and uh, Timmy. Yeah, yeah, Timmy, um, the Billy Army friend of the show, as um, he had a, he had a terrible week two weeks ago when he captained for feeder instead of uh, Turbo, and I like, dropped off all the social media. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually a bit worried about him. He was a bit um, broken. And then, and then last week, um, he still he got it. He bought DC in, and he also still had Saab. And he pumped yes. out like a seventeen hundred odd. He got the seventh highest score of the round, and he went from he was just ahead of me in fifty fifth last week. Now he's coming tenth. Yeah, that was a massive jump. That's awesome. It's a huge jump. There you go. Um, but anyway, so I, yeah, well, coming into this week, I've got five trades left only. Yeah. Well, the, so the, the big question for you is, who are you missing that you need? Yeah. So so. I've got I've got five hundred k roughly in the bank, so oh, I've got geez. plenty of money. I could never sit with that in the bank. I'd always have to spend it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't really intentional, but you know, clearly. Um, but yeah. but it is partly intentional because it means that I don't have to like mess around with like trading someone to to get money in. I can just go straight to the guns I want. Yeah. So the only only people yeah. I really want are Dave Fafita. I don't have so I've got Satili Tupanua who I'm. Absolutely sick of so Satili to Dev Peter's an easy one. Yep. After like uh, not this week, but next week. Yep. Well, um, now that Fafita's actually been confirmed as suspended yes. for the Origin game, he will Hot be press. the eighty minutes on the edge for the Titans in round eighteen. So stoked with that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that that allays any fears of Fafita getting rested or coming off the bench. So yeah, he's an absolute uh, a trade in. Yeah, for so that's sure. Good. Um, and then obviously, you know, Heinz to one of the fullbacks. Um, and that's basically it. But the problem, my, my problem this week, so I said I've got five trades left, is I do have Bailey Simonson. Uh, and he's out for, they're saying, four to six weeks. And he's, he's like 415K. Um, not really doing much either. Yeah, I just don't think I can really hold him. I think given that there's some free points on offer this week, so he's got to go. Would you go. to upgrade him to someone? Yes. So I think I'm, I mean, I can actually pretty much get any position. Well, I can get any center, second row or, or prop because of the, the switches I've got, the jewels okay. I've got in my team. Um, so the types of guys I'm looking at are, you know, 
uh, Jesse Ramian, Campbell Graham, uh, Deno Tupu. Uh, I've already got um, like Garrick and, and whatnot, so he's yeah, on yeah. the list. Um, AFB is possible. Um, Luke Thompson, even. Yeah, and, uh, Thompson has kind of dropped off a little bit since uh, Jackson has returned. So that scares me off him a little bit for his higher price than someone like AFB or even Haas. Yeah. To be honest, it's probably more likely to get it back just to, just for the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Although AFB or Thompson gives me a bit more depth in the, in the forwards. Yeah. Which I might need over the next couple of weeks because now I've got both Tohu Harris and Tavita Pangai sitting, sitting around doing nothing. A few weeks, so that's going yeah. to make me quite quite skinny in the forwards. So but the fact that you can hold them is a good thing, though. Yeah, I mean, as I say, it's going to get tight. Like one injury in the forwards now, one more injury in the forwards over the next couple of weeks, and I'm, you know, <laughs> going to be playing the likes of Brian James. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that does hurt. Yeah. So yeah. So but so that's why an AFB might might give me some cover there. Tohu Harris. They've said now that he's. He's probably going to be out for about a month. Yeah. What are you? What are you thinking? That hurts a lot. It hurts a lot because I've held off all year, watching him score all these good scores without being massive scores, and being like, "I'll get this person this week. Tohu's not going to hurt me. I'll get this other person this week. Tohu's not going to hurt me." I finally jump on Tohu, and he lasts twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly the same for me. I got him, got him last week as well. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway, um, but realistically, there's a pretty high percentage of the teams at the top that have him now anyway. So it, it doesn't hurt as much as it feels like it probably does. But um, I, I still think he's probably a hold because he's a top three second row. And my reasoning for that is I don't really want to be playing any reserve second rowers come end of season. I'm going to be looking at potentially playing my four reserves as a fullback, two halves and a center wing. And on some weeks, I'll probably even have two center wings on my reserve list, just purely for ceiling reasons. In the forwards, the ceiling's not as high. So if you've got your David Fafita, Crichton and Tohu Harris, there playing, you don't need to put a reserve on anyone else. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so you're saying you're going to hold him for that reason, or, or yeah, you're I'm going to sell him for that reason? That reason. I'm going to hold yeah. him, and then I've still got um, Harawira Naira there, who oh, was luckily named still this week. Um, so he can be my backup to cover Tohu until Tohu's back, and then he can go to the bench and just sit there, and I'll, I might play him if he's playing someone particularly easy but otherwise he can just sit there and i'll play the ceiling players yep yep that'll make sense uh i would love to get to that setup but i'm not going to have the trades to do so and can i uh, do you have matt burton no i never got him so i got him and i probably should have known at the time well maybe maybe not but um i didn't play him last week which was good because he only scored oh, 18. that and, was and a it, pretty lucky call oh uh, I would, well, most people played him if they had him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I looked at that draw and like the matchup and the way he's been playing. 
I think he's been quite lucky to drag points. Like he's scored really oh. well over the last sort of month. Those but jump all... rides he's been getting have been absolutely killing me. Yeah, they're just they're, he's just been like slicing through for tries, and it, you know it wasn't going to keep happening. No, particularly, particularly against an, an eel's defense. Exactly. So yeah, I didn't play him, but I'm concerned about him going forward, um, and I'm not confident of playing him week to week. And my other my other half is Jock Madden. Oh jeez. <laughs> so you've got Burton as your starting halfback with Madden. No, well, I've got I've got SJ as my starting halfback. Okay. Okay. Um, well, Walker and then the... then Burton oh. and Madden, and because they're all they're all switchies, like it's yeah, it's reasonable because you know like you can cover any sort of issue. But I was hoping Burton would have the goal kicking, which would would have made him kind of a fairly solid play week to week, which he yeah, hasn't well, got. I mean, he's had that. Yeah, he hasn't had it. Um, and look, it's possible that if Crichton keeps sticking up the kicking, uh, that he might get it. So I'm going to give him another week or two. Is he a known goal kicker, though? I didn't even know that he was that much of a kicker. I thought I, thought I saw him kick for a few weeks, either early this season or last year or something. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, right. Well, we know he's got a big kick on him. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a bit of a problem. Like, I'd love to be able to trade him to maybe DCE or um, someone like that in a couple of weeks, but I'm just not... I'd love to have DCE. Yeah, just not sure that's going to pan out with the trades I've got left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I don't, I'm not sure if I said, but I've got I've got nine this week, including Ben Trevojevic and Ryan James. Yeah, well, that's and the if, same. Oh, hang on, I'm 10 with Trevojevic and James, I think. Yeah, and if I trade Simonson, that'd put me on ten. Yeah, well, I, I still think that's not a bad number. I'm hearing sixes, sevens in a lot of teams on social media. So, considering like where you're sitting in that top one hundred mark, still there's going to be a lot of teams up the top there that are going to struggle with this round as well. So, yeah, I, I think you're in an all right position there. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. I think it's probably about average. I think it's probably about average. It's, I'm, I certainly don't feel like I'm going to move up this week, but um, yeah. Know. The big thing for me is that I bombed out so hard in the first buy. I kind of feel like I need to make up for it a little bit in this one. But then running so low on trades, yeah, ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting end to the season. For sure. Um, okay, so so one thing I would talk about. And, and I don't know if you listened last week to our pod, but we, Ollie oh, and I had a somewhat heated argument about pods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you were probably coming from like a, a classic perspective versus a head-to-head perspective and not really kind of realising that you were talking from different points of view. Oh, well, I hope it didn't quite come across that way. I think I think we were both talking about it overall, but, but well, anyway. Well, mostly head-to-head now, isn't he? He is, he is, but I think... You know, he knows in the discussion is kind of what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. But what I was going to get at is I have been thinking about that conversation and I'm not saying that I think I was wrong, but, (laughs) but with limited trades left looking at my team, I am thinking about, well, how many actual options do I have to put up now? Like, so the main pods I have in my team are Satili Tupanua, who I'm going to trade out very shortly, as I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, Garrick's no longer a pod. Everyone's got him. I, I brought in Mulatalo last week. Um, who? He's a decent pod. 
Yeah, and like he scored 52 without a try, so not terrible, but he could have scored two tries. It was very frustrating to watch. Yeah, um, I, I was up against a Mulatalo owner, I think, so I was not too disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But um, so Mulatalo's a, a pod, but apart from, and I've actually still got George Jennings sitting around on my um, yeah, right. NPR, okay. just waiting for Pappy to come back and like hopefully against one That's of the bad teams, again. he'll like, he'll jag a triple. Um, so he's a bit of a pod, but really it's just those two. And, and, and realistically, and, and I was sort of thinking about this when you were talking about Junior Paulo, like realistically, there aren't really any pods in the forwards that I can think of, at least, at least in the second or front row. Maybe, maybe you can find one at hooker. Well, there, there, there might be pods, but the idea is that this year, the way the game's going, you've got to look at ceilings. This, that's actually what I meant. Sorry. It, there yeah. are pods, but they the pods aren't going to get you anywhere, right? Like, exactly. you know, even yeah, Payne Haas, even if too. you, like, the difference between a, a a gun prop and an average prop is, like, maybe 10 points a week. Um, yeah, well, like I said, I'm looking at Junior Polo to a Payne Haas, and Polo's pulling out of 40 points and then might jag a, an extra couple of offloads that get him up to 50, and he's just so painful to watch because he's so lazy sitting in behind the ruck and... <laughs> But but having said that, Haas, apart from last week where he uh, finally had a good game, has been putting up, you know, fifties as well. So yes, he's lost Lodges. He's kind of offset. So you kind of look at Haas as the number one prop and going to get even if it's another five minutes or whatever. That's still going to put him scoring higher than what he's valued at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, and so yeah, look, look. Maybe now, now that Lodge has gone, that like, I can see that that's a that's a reasonable trade. Yeah, well, um, I was originally looking at AFB because yeah. I mean, actually, either of those trades I think is okay. Yeah, but Lodge going from the Broncos to the Warriors makes me less interested in AFB and more interested mm. in Haas. Is kind of where my head's at. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, I think AFB will. I don't think his minutes will suffer, but Lodge is a ball hog. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at. The His minutes might not suffer, but his output and how many times he actually touches the ball might be dropped. Yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, so, so I guess what I'm saying is, like, it, it, even if you do have pods in, in say, the front row, it's not really going to help you kind of, you know, make up 500 points on the leader. No. Um, in the second row, maybe you can pick someone that's going to drag tries. But actually, like, to me, it's looking a bit thin there for really good second row options outside of... Crichton, Harris, um, David Fafida, and maybe um, like assuming you've got Papali in the in the front row, and maybe Mado. I, I do have Papali in the front row now. I don't have Mado. I never got Mado. Yeah, neither do I. But I mean, are there any other options there that are really going to kind of, you know, <laughs> beyond I've been got really high ceilings that are going to like bring it home? I've been waiting for Curtis Sirenen to come back for so long, <laughs> and he's an I, interesting I, one. I've had him in draft in two leagues for the majority of the season and I've had to sell him in the last month or so in both of them just because it just keeps getting put back and put back and put back. And just with Manly's scoring rate, they're going absolutely mental. Um, I felt like he was going to be a good option as a pod and going to score a million tries running off DCE and that sort of thing. And Olukowatu on that side is doing a great job. But um, yeah. Anyway, he's not. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that proves anyone. my point. 
right? Like if, if the only one you can point to is an injured Curtis Sirenin, then there's obviously not that many great options going no, around, right? No, there's not. Well, there's that, not. That's so I don't think you're really going to, like there's no wonder pod that's really going to make you much ground. No, In that's fullbacks, not going to do a hold though. So yeah, exactly, exactly. That's true. So then you then you look at the backs. Now, in the fullback positions, we're all going to have turbo, so there's nothing yeah. you can do there. No. We're probably all going to choose between Ponga and, um, and Pappy. And that's actually going to be really interesting there because there's going to be like a sort of, there could be a first mover advantage slash disadvantage there. So what you could do is, is try and wait a week to see who like the bulk of the top 10 get on and then go the other way. Yep. Because there's I, no I, way people are going to have the trades to kind of, <clears throat> you know, muck around with with more than one there. So the thing that's one thing you could do. But is that everyone seems to be writing off Tedesco, who yeah, he had a light on game last week, but it was Melbourne. He still nearly got a fifty, doing nothing. They scored no points, and he got a fifty. 47 or whatever it was. Um, the three games previous, I think he was 180-odd, 100 or something like that. So he could be a pretty interesting pod on the run home when they've got a few pretty easy fixtures in there. They've got the, the next three games are sort of okay. And then I think the, what, they've got a Bulldogs I play the game. Storm in there, I think. Yeah, got the got Storm and Panthers, I think, in a row or something like that, and then they maybe played Brisbane. Like it's sort of a, it's an okay draw. To be honest, I'm not interested in Teddy at all. Yeah, like okay. that. The Roosters team just looks clunky. It's, um, a big it's and what one thing I've noticed about the Roosters team is their discipline is really bad. So in this game where possession is king. They keep giving away penalties. They keep dropping the ball. Yeah. And then they can be without the ball for five minutes. Actually, because their discipline's always been bad. Yeah. Even when they were winning the comp, their discipline was pretty bad. It was just the fact that they were able to dominate the ruck, even though they were giving away penalties over and over and over again, high tackles, holding down two longs, whatever. They were able to dominate from... Um, Kiri and Tedesco being able to just get their team rolling forward really well. It was mm. able to kind of cover that. But I, I've always said that the Roosters were always able, could still win the comp without Tedesco because they've got cover like Manu. Well, they had Brett Morris and that sort of thing, but they were never going to be able to do it without Kiri. Kiri just directed their side too well and got them going forward and forward quickly, which is the one of the big key factors for them. But without him there, they'd just lose so much. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely a huge part of it, and I totally agree with that. But but the discipline issue is just compounded by the new rules, right? So yes, so, I, I was alluding to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when they when they when they drop the ball and the other team gets it and then gets six again, six again penalty, like suddenly they just haven't touched a ball for ages, and you can't, you know, they just get rolled. Um, so for that reason. You know, all the roosters don't really excite me. I mean, it is possible they get on a bit of a roll, but you know, teams like Penrith, they just they just never drop the ball and they never get penalised and they just dominate possession. They kick to the yeah. corners, they wait till the opposition makes a mistake, and then they end up having seventy percent of the ball in the under the new yeah. rules. They've taken on a very storm-like game approach where 
everything's done in a controlled manner. We're going to grind the game out. And when they get on top, we keep the pressure on. We're not going to just go into a lapse moment. We're just going to keep pounding away and the other team just can't handle it and they crumble. Yeah. So, so back to what I was talking about before. So, so yeah, okay, look, maybe, maybe there's a, like, I don't think Tedesco is a particularly viable option, but maybe. And then you've got this choice between Pappenhausen and Ponga. Maybe, maybe that, like, that will be a big decision, a big, a big pod move there. Yeah. Now, in, in the halves, you've got Johnson and Walker. I've, I've got Johnson and Walker. Some, some will have Jerome Hughes. We talked about DCE being, um, super good pod. A good pod. So maybe there's a couple of options there. And then, and then there's the center wing. And I, I think you end up, because there's so many slots in the center wing, and, and this year, as you were saying, you can play sort of five, six, even seven of them. I think that's your kind of wheelhouse. So maybe one yeah. pod in one pod in the halves, like a DCE, and one or two in the center wing. But that's mm-hmm. basically it. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the place where you're going to maybe catch, catch up. Well, if you can jag, you know, you can get a guy that jags a couple of triples in a row. Yeah, for sure. But that's basically and it. The, the thing with a lot of teams is they've got to realize that when you're structuring your final team, you've got to think about who your four reserves are going to be. You don't want to end up with two playable front rowers and two playable back rowers in your side because you're leaving all your money in the area where any single front rower is going to be pretty similar to anyone else. Whereas you can spend some of that money and end up with six, if you're doing really well, seven center wingers that all have pretty high ceilings. And then you just bench the player that play in the storm or the Panthers and everyone else gets a game. Um, the way the season's going, you've got to really look at that ceiling mark and the front row of ceiling at the moment is only around about the 80 mark other than Papa Lee, who doesn't play front row anyway. Um, the center wing ceiling is massive. Yes, the amount of tries being scored, it's it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the beauty of like, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I ended up holding on to Panko Jr. is because I've got Papali'i in the front row, right? I've got yeah. I've got Haas and Papali'i in my front row. Um, and then I've got Pangai Jr. And because I've got Caleb Milne, I can switch Pangai Jr. from the front row to, to the second row. Yeah, that's which, nice. Which, which really means I, I don't need to waste another trade on a backup front rower because I've got yeah. Pangai there who can cover that position because I can just swap him in with, with Milne or Papali'i or whatever. So you could so have enough front row forward and two enough back row forwards and just use Pangai as your backup flicky up and down exactly, and, and cover both positions. Correct. That's, so I'm not going to waste any more trades. Idea. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to waste trades up there. No, absolutely not. So, so yeah, as you say, like, I think, I think I'm just going to concentrate on the, on the center wing and, and maybe depending on what happens with Burton, <clears throat> see if I can burn one of my valuable remaining trades on, <laughs> on getting maybe a DCE or some other pod in the halves. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Will depend on depend on injuries. Yeah, for sure. So back to the center wingers. Um, so funnily enough, we're playing each other in um Turbo's Hammy Cup this week. Yes, so, we are. So this, so I'm coming like 11th. I've I started out with like five losses in a row, but I've worked my way back into 11th. I know I made quite a few comments on the um, Turbo Hemi's Cup page about your early woes. 
yeah, I mean, I had some, like, like I was scoring really well and just getting beaten every week. Anyway. It was pretty funny that you were sitting last and I think you still only had like a, a negative 50 differential or something like that. Well, others that are had four wins are sitting with a negative 200 differential or <laughs> so you're yeah, just exactly. getting pipped off just that little bit. Yeah. But, um, fought my way back a little bit, but we're, we're playing each other now and, and, um, it's pretty important. Like, I feel like, like <coughs> it's I'll, a big matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump you and be until about probably about ninth if I beat, beat you. But if I lose, I think I'm going to struggle to make the finals. And I think you've got at least one more player than me. So it's going to make it tough. But um, so so please don't give me bad advice here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, the the realistic thing for me is that I want everyone in this league to do as well as possible, so we can get that number one lead. Well, so, I'll, I'll hold you to that. I'll hold you. I'll hold you to your uh, rebel <laughs> there. Hey, can I ask you something? Sure. Who do you think is the highest or the most popular trade in of the week? I don't know if you've looked, but oh, I haven't actually. Um, it's I'm relevant to the conversation. I, I want to have in a second, but yeah, I think mm. it's going to surprise you. Well, I was looking at Fenil Blake, so he would be up there somewhere. He's number two. Okay, who else is not going to be an interesting buy this week? Um, we won't have had t- enough time for someone like Savage to jump up yet. He's not, as we oh. speak. Okay, uh, who else would be? Up there, um, I haven't really got many good buys for the week, actually. Well, I don't know if this guy's a good buy, but he's popular. I'm Scored guessing very I'm well last week. Not a very good buy. <laughs> um, yep, no idea. He's a type of car. Oh, no, it's, it's not. It is. People aren't going back, are they? They are. <laughs> Jason Saab is, so far... The most popular trade-in of the week. Oh, lordy. Um, um, how funny. Remember the first four or five weeks of the year when Turbo wasn't around and he was scoring like six? Yep, I had him for those. Yeah, I, I actually kept him until the round before the bye. I kept him all the way to round 12. Yeah, I think I did too. I think I did too and then happily sold him. And who would have thought like he ended up last week being the pot of the round? Like he basically yeah, the difference between Tim's score... Yeah, well, that, well, maybe, but Tim's, what, 10th now? The difference yeah. effectively between Tim's score and my score was pretty much Jason Saab and, and DCE. Yeah, that, that's fair. Well, um, anyway. DCE was a big pod for everyone, so that, that may give him a massive jump on everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing about that is, like, like, as I said, I'm looking to trade out Bailey Simonson, and so I'm actually in the market for, I guess, a pod center wing with a with high upside which you could argue that Saab is but the next two games yeah, are probably going to be without turbo but not only turbo who was feeding Saab all of yeah, those DCA. exactly yeah. yeah you can't go and buy Saab now without no, two guys that are the guys that are going to give him the ball in space couldn't agree more it's like it's crazy that's like such a, it, it, that's a mistake it's just I, flat I out. it's like a flat out error it, it's I feel like it's more of a cash grab than anything else. You're, you're selling someone that I don't I don't even know who you would sell because you're not going to earn money on the trade because he's what 450k or something just from the top of my head. 480, yeah. 480. Uh, you're not even going to make money from selling unless people are selling Heinz early and getting a bit of cash from that. 
and then plan on selling Saab again because he's going to be pulling out his 20s in two weeks. Well, he's probably going to do one a 20 this week. Probably, yeah. Um, so if you're in my position, Simonson, who, who would you bring in? Well, the fact that Simonson's gone for a, a period of time makes him a, a viable trade. Yeah. And, and the fact that even with him being there, he was not performing well anyway. Yeah, and no guarantees that he gets the fullback spot when he comes back. No, he could easily go straight back to that wing and be pulling those 20s again. Yeah, and almost being like an AE problem. So Yeah, for sure. And so he's worth a decent amount of cash now. So What's his break even now as well? Oh, it's pretty high. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's yeah, pretty so, high. I mean, he's not going to lose money because he's not playing. But No, he's not, but he's going to be back at some point and yeah. he's going to be stuffing up AEs and bit of an issue and he's quite valuable so i think he's a decent trade out in terms of options for bringing in you said you were looking at guys like remian tupo campbell graham yeah yeah i think they're all pretty good options i already have remian and tupo tupo actually uh, stuffed me up a little bit a few weeks ago when alex johnson was the trade-in of the week I went with the pot option of getting Daniel Tupo against the Titans instead. Yeah, right. Tupo got 60, AJ got 110 or whatever it was. Got AJ the next week, which meant I couldn't get um, Garrick. Uh, Garrick got his 150, so I was a week behind on AJ and then I was a week behind on Garrick, so I cost myself a fair chunk of points and cash because Tupo's gone down in value as well. Um, Yeah. But for the... Next few games, they've got a pretty good run going on. His base is solid. You're only ever going to get a, a 40 minimum from him. If he scores a try, you're, you're pushing 70 pretty easily. I've, I've always been a Dan Tupo fan as well, so I'm a little bit skewed on that. Um, Ramian, again, his base is up there as well. Well, base and power. We'll add power for him as well because he has the tackle busts and offloads every game. So he scored 62 on the weekend without any attack. He did nothing. No attack, just bumping off tackles. He had he had 14 points in offloads, so three three proper offloads and one ineffective, and um, yeah. and 12 points in tackle bars, so 26 points in yeah. those power stats, and the rest was all base. Yeah, well, I have both of those guys, thankfully, so I'm, I'm pretty happy to have them both, and they're both guys that I can hold right to the end if I need to, so... Yeah, they're both pretty good purchases for this week as well. Um, Campbell Graham, I do like Campbell Graham as a player. I don't like the right side for South. Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious thing. The right side hasn't been going as well. Well, I mean, they, they go left pretty much exclusively. Yeah. But definitely. he has posted two, two times back-to-back. Um. He does have a good base as well. He's got a low score all year of 33. Um, there's actually, like, when I look at Tupu and compare him to Campbell Graham, there's, like, a bee's dick in it. Yeah, like, I can see how that would be the case. It's really close. Um, both of them, like, you know, Campbell Graham went on a big run last year. Even the, the thing is he was on the left last year. He was so on the left. So uh, that is a big difference. That kind of discards that. Yeah, but I mean, Tupu's not going to have Teddy this week and, and may not have Teddy the week after, depending on whether or not he gets rested. They are playing the Bulldogs this week. They are playing the Bulldogs this week, but he won't have Teddy feeding him. I do feel like teams have sort of 
somewhat worked out Sam Walker and his Actually, long ball. I've just realised. Is Drew Hutchison playing? Drew Hutchison. Ball? Drew Hutchison is playing, which is baffling to me. And is terrible for Tupo because yeah. he does he just, not he, pass. He just jump dummies and goes himself. Yeah. He does not pass it out wide. They don't get the ball out there. So, yeah. Well, the, the does point... he play left or right half? Sam Walker usually plays right. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Bit of an issue. But uh, the other thing is that um, Manu doesn't pass a whole lot himself. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. No Teddy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Tupu's a slam dunk. I, I, I agree that Campbell Graham maybe isn't a slam dunk. And then Raymond's like the safe option, right? Like because of the base yeah. power we talked about. But he's only scored two tries all year. He had one big yeah. score of 120 odd against the Titans, where he he had a you know a full house of attacking stats, like try assist, a couple of line breaks, at least one try. Yeah, he tore them to pieces. But his second high score is like 80. Yeah. Um. And he's, he's just not going to score as many tries as the wingers. So, yeah, so he's he's your kind of equivalent decent back rower now. Where you've yeah. you're going to get sixty from him if he jags a try. He's going to get eighty. Yeah, that's right. Maybe eighty or ninety if he if he jags yeah. a try. But that's only going to happen like once every four or five games probably. Whereas you yeah. know you with a Tupu or a, even a Campbell Graham or a Mulatalo type, you might they might there might make a triple chance week. of jagging a hat trick. Yep. Yep. So that's the issue. So I don't I don't know who the best option is out of that, and I'm gonna keep thinking about it all week and I'm definitely not gonna tell you. Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well realistically, um, there, there's probably even some more potish options out there, but um uh, there's others like Ikevalu who could go pretty good to, this week with Walker but, on that right. He's side. got no job security now because that's was, what I was about to say. But, you know, no job security there. Um, I, obviously, I'm not going to recommend buying Saab. You've got Mulatalo already. Who else is a decent option? Um, There's not much else, man. I've not, looked. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I, I have two, but I, I feel, feel like there should be something. Come on. <laughs> um, just while you're thinking about that, uh, we've obviously both got Ruben Garrick now. Yes. At 850k, if you're not owner. He is. He's the fifth. Well, he's the fourth most traded in this week, just ahead of Daniel Tupo. Yeah, wow. Would you get him? <clears throat> What's his break even this week? Minus fourteen. Ooh, okay. After back to back hundred and fifties. Yeah, that makes it tough. Um, so I it's really. Like... I mean, it's it's definitely now or never. Really, it probably is now or never, but. I don't feel like he's going to get a massive score this week. I don't think so either. So I, I feel like but he, yeah. that amount of money to pay and the fact that Turbo is probably going to miss next week as well, I probably wouldn't pay that much money for him. Yeah, I, I agree on the basis that Turbo is probably going to miss the next two weeks and there's probably better options just because he's that expensive. But having said that, they're playing the Dragons next week. Yeah, who we're gonna have half a team. Exactly. So Garrett could potentially yeah. kick yeah. another fifty points in goals again. It's true. It's a yeah. it's a tough one. It, I mean, it's one... a massive price to be paying for a, a center winger. The fact yeah. he scored what six 
seven hundreds now. Something stupid, yeah. It's, I mean, the, the thing is, there is money flowing, right? Like, so there's you might have Nico Hines, and it's almost still a, close to a straight swap. Close, so, but most people are holding Hines for their new fullback. Yep, they are. But um, there's money there, and obviously, people that sold Cleary like me might have a bunch of cash in the bank. So maybe the money thing's not that big a deal. Yeah, um, well, if money's not an issue, then oh, there's there's no question. But if you're you're having to sell someone that's important to your team in the long run, then there's no way. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think you probably have missed the boat. If Turbo was playing over the next couple of weeks, even at 850k, I'd just say get him in. Yeah, completely different story. Because yeah. with Turbo in the team, you're expecting Garrett to get 100 every week. Yeah. Well, he's, he's averaging 100 with Turbo in the team. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of it, right? Like, so, do we talk about Xavier Savage? I can't remember. I don't think we did. Um, so, I, I don't know anything about this guy. I don't really either, other than the fact that he played illegally a few weeks ago. Oh, he was he was the 18th man that wasn't supposed to be. Yes, he, that was him. <laughs> I also I heard that he's going to rival at Okar as the fastest man in league, and that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge. That's interesting. So, so, I mean, yeah, if he's you're obviously for, really fast. Yeah, if you're looking for a trade down, like he's not going to be one of those guys that plays one week and then he's gone. So if he stinks, you're stuck. he could he could hang around and be a bit of an AE problem. Yeah. Um, it brings me memories of about 2018. I had Brad Abbey. Brad Abbey. I, did, I fell for Brad Abbey too. <laughs> pretty he sure was I, my... I brought him in. Round 26, auto-emergency after looping. Um, I, I VC'd Latrell Mitchell instead of Tedesco as a pod. Tedesco got 180. Latrell got 140. So I lost 40 points there. And then I had Brad Abbey, 80 minutes at fullback, 17 points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he could be another Brad Abbey. We just don't know. If it, some people might know more about him and... But I just don't. So, look, he's probably got the spot for a few weeks. So, and he's bottom dollar, and you can get him in the center wing. So, I can understand if you want to take a punt on him. And you the know, the fact that he's available at the center wing makes it an interesting prospect. Yeah. If he was yeah. a fullback only, then we wouldn't even be talking about it. But no, no, you can get him at center wing, and he's playing fullback, and he's got, well, you would think, four weeks at least. You'd think and so, unless he well, stinks he could hold that position. So it, it's still an interesting buy prospect. And the only other ones really are, so Billy Smith got got named for the Roosters. Um, he's got a lot of wraps on him. So if he can stay injury free for a bit, but he's, he's like- not bottom dollar. No, he's not. That's what I was about to say. He's like 260K or something. So, Which yeah. is annoying because he's played about one game in three years. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, he, and he, he might get an extended run as well, potentially. Yeah, he could. And look, his price isn't going to change for a few weeks. So I'd be wanting to look to see if he holds that position because obviously there's been the chat that Sawali has to be named in the number 21 and he's going to play anyway. So we'll have to wait and see on when it comes no, to the end. I don't quite understand that. But anyway, um, yeah, I, do, do, do you understand? Like, is there some rule about like, because he's 
17 or something? Well, the the thing is that he, because he's 17 and the Roosters' major sponsor is a gambling company, he can't have the gambling company on his jersey. So... That's not true, is it? It is. He hasn't had the gambling company on his jersey the whole year. He's had, had a separate one, might be a, a charity or something like that from the top of my head. Really? So he hasn't had that betting company on his jersey the whole year. There's been chat on social media that they've only been putting that other sponsor on the 21 jersey, and that's why he's named in the jersey 21. But I, I felt like he had been named in a centred jersey at some point. I thought so too, but now I, I can't remember. Yeah, he might not have. It might just be that I always felt like he was going to play centre and then didn't really look at the number he was wearing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to hop my um Game day, obviously, and we don't know if Billy Smith's going to play. We don't know if Suwali's going to play. Um, even uh, Ikevalu could get dropped and leave Billy Smith there with Suwali. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And... um. There is another guy that's pretty cheap. Um, I'm trying to remember who it is. Oh, Blake Taff. Yeah, from South. Yeah, but oh, he's. I think he's. Um, is he fullback only? He's, no, he's like five eight only. I think five eight only. Oh, okay. Something like that. I yeah. Hadn't looked at his positioning or anything. Um, so he's not that helpful. <clears throat> um. Well, for those that have Schuster and want to pull a pin. But he's not a dual position, so that kind of locks in that position a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I don't really know how well South are going to go this week with all the outs that they have. I watched 10 minutes of Benji Marshall playing hooker on the weekend, and they looked terrible with him yeah, there. It wasn't great. And that's this comes back to the um, the Campbell Graham thing. Like, if you look in, like, just very short term this week, get... no Cameron Murray... No Latrell, uh, no Damien Cook. It's going to kind of blunt them a bit. Yeah, so that puts concerns for me for Cody Walker as captain choice or whatever as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Tane Milne's the other one that you could probably still get if you wanted a cheapie. He could actually still score pretty well. Um, he could. I feel like it's probably going to be a tighter get. Like it, the Rabbitohs are a dollar fifteen here. I'm looking on Sportsbet. With Cowboys at five dollars fifty, I think it's going to be a bit closer than that. I don't, I don't think that the Rabbitohs are going to carve them to pieces with all the outs that they have. They'll probably win, but I, I don't think it's going to be a thirty-plus victory or anything. No, I don't think so either. I think you're probably right. So Depends how well they can put that left side attack together. Yeah, Almond's on the right side though, so yeah, we're, we're probably right. hoping for a tighter game where he's going to get a lot of base and hopefully jag some sort of attacking stat there to bump him up a little bit but just um just anyone that's thinking about trading in Milne both Josh Mansour and Jackson Hall are on the extended bench yeah, yeah. and Tao Tao Mogger yeah, so yeah well, he's, he's purely a three fan. guys there that could potentially take his spot I actually liked Mogger I don't know why he got he gets palmed around so much I, I feel like whenever he's playing and is fit and hasn't done a knee injury. He's, he's, right. he's lost well. a bit of pace over the years and a bit of power. Yeah, that's probably that's true. true. But anyway, so yeah, I, 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 if you're going to buy Milne, I'd definitely wait until now before kickoff, just to make oh, sure yeah, he's actually a team. 
anytime you're doing trades in a week like this, there can be changes to every single team. So you wait till the very last minute that you can to get that trade in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, that's probably enough on team lists. You touched on captaincy. What what are your thoughts this week? I mean, again, we're playing each other, so Yeah. Oh, well, like I said, I'm not I'm not too worried about revealing anything because I don't really have too much to reveal. Um, at the moment, like I, the original thoughts were a VC Garrick and a captain Cody Walker, but I think both of those games are going to be tighter than we think. The fact yeah. that um, Garrick's playing fullback and the Raiders have been a bit messy and they're missing Papali'i and Whiten probably hurts them a fair bit as well. So Garrick's probably still a decent VC. I wouldn't be throwing VCs on anyone else, really, at Manly. Um, definitely not Saab. If I was throwing a VC on the Rabbitohs, I'd probably go Cody more than AJ because there's no Luttrell to kind of link Cody to AJ to get AJ over. Um, so they're probably the main VC options in the last two games. If you've got someone like Manu, he'd be an interesting, um, throw at the stumps captain option. I suppose you could, throw, you could, if you really wanted to throw it at the stumps, you could throw it at Daniel Tupu if you haven't. I was just about to say Tupu as well, but like we said, with, um, Hutchison on that left edge, that, that worries me a little bit. Sam Walker, still got him. Sam Walker, yeah. If you've got Sam Walker, he's definitely a a good option. I mean, you, you I probably wouldn't want to captain him. Yeah, so much variance. Like he could score. He could pull out a twenty at any stage. It's and... hard to imagine he's going to pull out a twenty against Bulldogs, though. But like the other got to get is... an attacking stat, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's pretty broken as well. So he could get a knock in the first ten minutes, and that's true. And get sent off the field. So. He's probably a VC option, and the fact that uh, we have so many players out, you could probably still VC in the third game. So that's probably not too bad, but then who are you going to captain in the last game? What about SJ? I feel like SJ is probably safe for about a 70, and to be honest, you'd probably take that this round. I think he's probably safe for a 70 and probably has a, a reasonable ceiling. Uh, yeah, he has you know, he jag, a little bit, jag a little bit more than that this week. Um, Someone like a Ramian, maybe if he scores a try, could jag a 90 or a Multalo if you've got him. Yeah, anyone. The Warriors aren't that bad, though. Like, the Warriors' no. defense is okay. I, I feel like that's a pretty tight game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know who I would tip, actually. What yeah. about a Reese Walsh if you've got him? If you held him through his injury? Sure. Yeah, but I mean, how many people have him? I'm, there actually are a couple. There were a few people that jumped on, but they might have actually jumped off again when he got injured. So, yeah, I think Polly Polly jumped on, and I think he's already treated him out. Yeah, right. He'll be spewing to see him named again. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who he got and whether that person got a good score, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think the sum the summary of all that is it's actually really hard to pick a, a it's a an really obvious captain's choice. I mean, the the bunnies are probably. Maybe your best option for a VC, but as we said, that's not a slam dunk. No. Um, uh, and then I, if you do VC one of them, captain could be anyone. Anyone. Yeah, look, I'll probably go with a VC on Garrick 
just being against the Raiders, they've not defended well against fullbacks so far. Garrick had a pretty good game in that last game. He played at fullback, kicking goals still. So I, I might lean that way. And just anything above, even 80, I might just take an 80. Hope uh, he a a try. Yeah, if he, if he jags. And then captain yeah, gets, a, gets a try assist and kicks a few goals and gets a, an 80 score, then that's probably enough to just loop and lock it in. Captain Cody Walker. Well, if he gets 80, then I wouldn't even bother with Cody Walker. Yeah, but if he doesn't? If he doesn't, then yeah, maybe Cody and... Yeah, the others don't. I don't have Sam Walker, so that's not really a an option for me. I'm, I don't really want to bring him in because he kind of scares me about how many yeah, games he's going to play. I don't, I don't want him anywhere near my team. To be honest. No, I was pretty happy to sell him to Hughes a few weeks ago. Yeah, nice. Um, Hughes looks great, by the way. I know he only scored forty nine last week. He still looks super good. He still looked really good. Like he just. He runs the ball so much for a halfback, and he's got such a good running game, and that's where the points come. Like he only has to sky through like once, and and score a try, and he's he's going to drop a big score. Yeah, and he looks like he's going to he's going to break the line every any given run. Really, it feels like every time he touches the ball that he's going to go through. It does. It does. I'm terrified not having him. Yeah, I, I, I it's one of my most favorite trades for the year so far is to go from. Sam Walker, who's just been absolutely busted since I traded him to Hughes, who's been killing it. It's really good. Yeah, I think my best, one of my best trades this year was getting on um, Brandon Smith when he was like four hundred and fifty k. Oh, one of my worst ones was to jump on Harry Grant. (laughs) Yeah, that's harsh. That's that. Yeah, and I've held him through all of it as well. Just like I, I bought Harry Grant. I think they might have been playing the Sharks and he got 100 that week that I bought him and I was over the moon. I was stoked. And then he's just been busted ever since then. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got him in. I don't have to do any more trades. I'm saving a trade by getting him now. He's scored 100. I'm already ahead of um, Connor Watson who scored 50 that week. So I'm 60 points ahead. I'm flying here. And... Um, I've just refused to sell him to then have to bring him back again later and use two trades when I bought him to save a trade. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. So Um, he's been sitting on the bench for weeks now. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Hopefully that'll come. It'll pay off in the long run because I'm certainly not going to get him all year. And I'm just going, I'm going to stay with Smith and, and Braley for the rest of the year. The number um, of tries Smith is scoring is absolutely killing me. I love it, I love it. And you can see, <laughs> you can see it in his eyes when they're down, and they like as soon as they get even a remotely fast play the ball down on the other opposition yeah. line, he's, he's just like he's oh, yeah, he's exact. He's like I'm going to score a try. Like you can just see it in his face. He's and you can see so, every single so time he scores, he looks up in in shock every time. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely loves it. Um, so just going to talk about the the searching Corey unlimited group quickly um so the, the group code is 469101 so i'm coming 44th and i'm fourth which okay. is pretty annoying <laughs> <laughs> there's only 80 well, odd people in... the group's doing well doesn't it that's right there's only 80 what every week a few more people jump in so there's 86 people in it now um okay so yep. we have we have the fifth placed the 10th placed and this 
and the seventeenth place teams now. Yeah, nice. Out of those eighty odd. Um, so the the eliminators, uh, Andrew's team, is in fifth spot, and they're leading the search inquiry. I mean, the group. And guess what? So these guys were coming sixth sixth last week, and and his team is now coming fifth. But he owns Jason Sub and didn't play him. Oh, ouch! So it was only um two right teams on top, top ten that own Jason Saab and our mate Tim with the Billy Army is the other one. Yeah, and, right. And Tim, Tim did play him, so Tim did. That's how he got to the top ten. Yeah, that's right. So he still so the eliminate eliminators still scored fifteen twenty three without Saab. So it would have yeah, been. Yeah, well, I sold Saab for AJ, I think. So AJ scored. 300 points prior to last week since I bought him and Saab would have scored half of that. So I, I feel like I'm probably still in front from the AJ trade-in over Saab, even with Saab's massive score last week. So You know, I brought in AJ last week for 650000 Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, a, it's like, I feel like there's a lesson in that, in that sometimes you just have to, like, accept your mistake, yep. swallow your pride and fix it. One hundred percent. I did and, bought Papali e, um, at seven. Yeah, so did I. Seven hundred fifty thousand or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Um, and right. and to be honest, the week before, so I could have bought him for five hundred and fifty k. That was still probably a week late. Yeah. But I could have bought him for five hundred and fifty k, but I didn't. But that week I, I bought Garrick, who scored one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Okay. So well, you know, like I said to you before, I I bought Tupo instead of AJ, who was at 450 at the time and Tupo was 560 and AJ outscored him. And then the next week I bought AJ instead of getting Garrick. So if I bought AJ the first week, got AJ, um, Garrick the second week, I, I would have been absolutely flying and I could have had the choice of getting Tupo this week at a super cheap price. But, you know, those little decisions make massive difference sometimes. Yep, absolutely. All right, we should probably wrap it up. I mean, so I don't usually do this, but just to summarize a little bit, I think, I mean, everyone has so few trades left. Don't fuck around with trades this week just to, you know, fill a gap and get an extra number unless yeah. it's someone, unless it's a keeper that you're going to want for the rest of the season. If, if you've got to like... get ceilings as well. Don't yeah, bring absolutely. someone in who's going to go and potentially have a decent score this week, but then score your 30s for the rest of the week, the season. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And think Money. about your final makeup of your squad, of, of your squad, as you said. Like, I think you want to be heavy in the backs. So pretty yeah. much all your four reserves, I think you want to be mostly playing backs this year. I mean, everyone's going to be playing two full backs. But as you yeah, said, you probably definitely. want at least one, want to be playing at least one reserve half, half, if not two, and then maybe one or two center wings. I don't think you really want to be playing any extra forwards than you need to. No. You won't want a reserve hooker. You won't definitely no. won't want a reserve front row. If you're struggling and your center wings all have bad matchups, you might throw in a an extra second rower, but that's about it. Yep. Yep. Completely agree. So so yeah, don't don't suffer around with trades just to get an extra number. In the end of the day, bring in keepers. Yeah. Um, and you know, it'll be interesting this week because I think there's going to be a lot of different captaincy options. So I don't really have good advice for anyone on who to captain this week. It's going to be, it's a tough one, but that'll make it interesting. Yeah, there's a bit of a coin flip going on. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for so much for coming on the show. Not a problem at all. Glad to be here. Awesome. Um, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Yep, sounds good. Excellent. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bud.